Hi, and welcome to Moral High Ground, where I talk about what's morally right to you. Today, I'm going to be talking about culture versus humanity. Now, you're like, culture versus humanity? Ain't they the same thing? In a way, yes. But in other ways, no. Because most people choose to practice the ways of their culture or believe in their culture above all of humanity. Believe that their culture is better than other parts of humanity. Even though we all bump the same type of color blood, all have the same type of organs and bone structures. Even if there is added bones to most other cultures or whatnot, maybe less, maybe more, different ways of taking ear wax out your ear and stuff like that. But we're all pretty much human in the mortal flesh. So, with this being said, let me state my discussion argument. And thank you all once again for listening. Those of you that stick around and listen to my podcast, I appreciate you more than you realize. It's an honor to have someone actually listen to me and uh, appreciate what I have to say. So with that being said, culture. We're going to start with culture first because, well, every culture has its own belief system that represents their people. And I have to say most cultures are able to follow a line that goes with their God and is understandable because without a God there's none of us. Even if you are scientific or atheist, even a theist means someone that believes in God, but atheist is supposed to be anti-God, but yet they still stream for God when things hit the fan. So the main thing you have to realize is that a culture isn't anything without a rooted system within a God. Most people will debate me and probably say, no, that's not true, and this and that, and yada, yada. But even the Bible has a whole bloodline of people that come from a root source that's grounded in God. So even in Greek mythology, you got gods that created people, uh, mostly Zeus. But they tell you it's about, if you read the Greek mythology book I read, can't remember the exact name of it at the time right now, wrote it down somewhere after I read it. but. It tells you that there's stone people, gold people, silver people, all these type of people who are made from stones. And basically explains the character of those people because of the item that they were created out of. But, and then there's a whole bunch of stuff with blood and so on with other cultures. But the thing with culture is most people are very loyal to their people. They're very loyal to what their belief systems are, how they should interact with each other, how they should look out for each other, and many things like this. I believe that some cultures are stripped of this connection, mostly the black culture and Native American cultures within the United States of America. The black culture has been divided and to hate each other based off of colorism, you know, or just the way they interact with people 
they hang around Caucasians too much. They consider not to be black, but to be white. If they educate themselves too much, once again, it's a system where some black people would tend to be hateful towards them because they think that they're trying to be white. It's another thing when black people tend to believe that being black means to be uh, a criminal in many ways. Uh, always about getting some money in the wrong way or you know trying to hustle or you know be some kind of pimp in a way and it's not it shouldn't represent the black race at all it shouldn't represent the nature of a people it should represent a person who's uh how can i say this a person who's brought up with less means than most people a person who um, wasn't taught well or raised well it shouldn't represent a culture of people and that's where I think the problem begins. And most black people <clears throat> who do think that way <clears throat> tend to believe everything white is a negative and bad. But yet the problem is we speak English. And this is something that bothers me too. We speak American English. And if we despise white culture, how come the black culture hasn't developed a, a way of language that's separate from the white culture, where we don't speak English, American English at all. And yes, we come up with slang all the time, but what happens with that? It gets stolen. And this is where a culture is being robbed by another culture, or multiple cultures, because it seems like everything a black person creates or does gets stolen. First jazz, then rock, the blues, you know, they got country western, which is the white man's blues. You know, soul music got stolen. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Now hip-hop is a multicultural thing when it originally was just the thing where black people represented the struggle in America and their hatred towards the man. It's now turned into a thing where it's commercialized, it's glamorized, and stuff that they rap about, especially with gangs, isn't the way it was back in the day where it was real gangsters. This is more like pretend uh, cat and hat rappers faking like they're still doing the same thing that they were doing back in the 90s and 80s, and that's not good. So it's, it's a glamorization of the way things used to be to make you believe something that's not true which happens constantly. But the thing is, that little bit of glamorization, that little falsehood goes beyond just music. It goes into entertainment where reality shows talk about, oh, I'm about that life and all this ignorant shit. If you have money, truly, if you have money, there's no need to fight people. And you see that constantly on these reality shows. They're fighting all the time. You got money, you're gonna go buy, invest in something. You're gonna try to make that thing work. You're going to try to find ways to keep your money and keep yourself out of debt and do whatever you can to make a structured business that can generate more money. You're not going to focus your time arguing with some crazy chick or some guy, <coughs> excuse me, or some ignorant organization. And I was watching Love and Hip Hop with a girl one time and she was all talking about, oh, this is how rich people act. And I'm thinking, are you crazy? Like, if I was rich, the last thing I'm going to do is act like I'm a ghetto person in the street, 
fighting. No matter if I did come from the hood, I'm not going to act like the hood 24-7, especially when I got money. I'm going to stay the hell away from those people so they don't bring a negative influence to me, my business, or whatever corporation I fund. So it's ridiculous. And so they're selling this image of being wealthy and yet still being property in the mind, where you're still poor in the mind, where you're still coming from the hood or ghetto or whatever, and you can't get out of it mentally, but yet physically you're shiny and you're rich and you got this and that. And that's not a good image. That's not the way you want to go into success. That's ultimately leading yourself a failure and falling backwards. So it's just a joke. And that's obviously just entertainment. It's not something that is real. And most people need to shake themselves for understanding the reality of, of things. Our ultimate goal as people should be to succeed, to be able to help one another, to grow at one another and be faithful to one another as well as our God. These things can only be put together if we can come together and realize that we're all one people. There should be no isolation of another person inside your culture. If they act white or whatever, if that's what you think, then you should still accept them because who are you to justify another person's blackness Mexicanness, or should I say Hispanicness, or Latino, or Asian, whatever. Who are you to consume the knowledge of all your culture and label that person as another race based off of how they act, think, or take actions with things? It makes no sense whatsoever. Instead, you should embrace them, try to obtain their knowledge and work with them and not against them. But that's the problem I see within the black culture is black people will work against each other, divide each other, when we already got to struggle with other races trying to take us down, belittle us, humiliate us, and pretend to be us. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And honestly, if you ain't black, you don't know what I'm talking about. But the thing that's most ridiculous is when you have a person of another race, mostly a Caucasian woman or something, and you're dealing with them, and let's say they have kids with you or whatever, they end up saying the N-word to somebody. They don't understand what it means to be born black. I don't care who you are. If you're not born black, you don't understand how it feels to hear the N-word, to deal with people just walking up yelling at you mad for no reason, don't know you, but they're mad at you, and they screaming at you because of their skin color. They automatically labeled you as a terror and a threat to their lifestyle, and it makes no sense. All you could be is going to the store, you could be on the train like I was a couple weeks ago. This woman just started going off. I really wasn't listening to her because I had my headphones on, but she was going off about Black Lives Matter and all this stuff. Did she ask my opinion on how I felt about the Black Lives Matter thing? No. She just start going off seeing me black. I gotta have. I gotta be the weight of the world's problems, for her. And there's so many other stories I can go on with, but unless you're black, you don't know how it feels because it's a 24-hour, everyday thing. There's always some form of racism. That's mostly. Uh, I can't speak for other states, but here in Oregon, you get the fake people who tend to not racist, but they ch they steady want to challenge your intelligence level. 
to see if they can prove that you're not intelligent. Because if you're not intelligent, you're just an ignorant black, whatever the hell, you know. And then they want to sit there and come at you like they're this cool black, you know, like they're freaking uh, Eminem, like they're this cool white Eminem type dude, you know. Oh, I'm, oh, you're black. Oh, hey, I got black friends. Oh, I listen to this. I listen to that. You know, they try to relate with you on some rapper or some black entertainment. Every All their black knowledge pops out at you as soon as they see you. <laughs> and they think you're supposed to be able to relate to them. And it doesn't matter if you don't like certain things or don't even know about it. They automatically think because you're black, you, you know all this shit. There's this guy that came up to me uh, at my job and, and always talks about, you know, rap and this and that. And I don't listen to nothing new. I barely listen to music at all anymore, except for when I feel like getting on the train. I get my little, whatever, 10, 15 minutes before I get to my job, and that's why I'm listening to music. And it's always old stuff. It's nothing new. A lot of the stuff I can't start tolerate anymore. But the point of the issue is, is that uh, they automatically assume, you know, all this new stuff and everything black. You know, and it's not... It's not a thing where you should have to. It ain't a thing where you're supposed to accept it. But the thing that's bad about it is it's really a thing that, like, they're close to a culture. They want to accept this culture, and they believe it's better than whatever their culture is, depending on whatever mental trauma that they have with their own culture. And, and it's ridiculous. And it's, it's something where there's automatic racism in there because, really... In most cases, a person that tends to be a white person that tends to be black is actually humiliating blacks in their face and will betray them as soon as they get the chance if they don't live up to the standard that they have in their mind of a black person. Okay, so, and that's just my opinion. Y'all can hate me. Anytime you can literally just say you don't want to listen to whatever I'm talking about or forget about it, but I'm being honest. When I'm coming as real as possible, telling the truth how things are. And from my perspective, you know, most likely someone will agree with what I'm talking about because it's honestly got truth. I've seen guys, you know, sit there, white guys pretend to be black as hell, and then flip a switch, flip a switch and just like start trying to either rob you, start some violence with you, whatever. But everything else was speaking the language, trying to talk this tone, how they think black people talk, you know, and act a certain way until you get pissed off dealing with that person and you want them to get the hell away from you. And that's the honest to God truth. It's, it's not a thing where they're literally in the movement. Some are. And those ones are the ones you can deal with. But otherwise, you have to always teach a black person, always have to teach a white person how to deal with them. And it's retarded, because no one gives us a guidebook on how to deal with them. <laughs> and it's just it's stupid. Another thing I hate when it comes to the culture, and just in general, is the, the division between, because they like to always say in the news and politics, you know, that they're people of color, the people of color. And there was a time where it's wrong to say, colored people, but yet the news can say people of color all the time. You got people walking around talking about people of color, and I'm trying to understand how that concept came back into uh, 
being popular as well as being part of society again. As well as the fact that people of different cultures cannot get along. There's Mexicans that hate black people. There's black people that hate Mexicans. There's white people that hate everybody. <laughs> There's Asians that can't stand black folks. There's Asians that can. It's just how it goes. And so you can't lop us all in one vote and say color, people of color. It makes no sense. But the loyalty that other cultures have, besides black folks, for each other, is a very strong and meaningful thing. This is why I think Martin Luther King shouldn't be just looked at for when he said that, you know, he wanted, you know, little white girls and little black boys come together and holy matrimony and all this and, you know, united things. He shouldn't be looked at for that phrase of trying to want everybody to come together as people. But he should be looked at the fact that he tried to bring a bunch of people together that were black and march to a capital to try to bring unification amongst the people to fight for the people's rights. This is what Black Lives Matter didn't do. But because he did this, he should be idolized for that alone because that's a great achievement. Him and Malcolm X should be idolized for being able to unite their own people, something that has never been done and will probably never be done again until they realize we all need each other and we need that connection and that bond that was there before. And I have to say this is not the only culture that suffers from this problem. Native Americans are spread all over the place. And, you know, they get these reservations that are garbage. They get stripped of the real land and then given crappy land where they can't survive. Their customs of speaking their own language and the way they live are being stripped from them. And some of the elders speak the language and will only speak the language and will never speak English because they're trying to pass it on. But some of the younger ones don't want to learn the language. They want to be a part of the world that's been put there in front of them. And that's sad too because they're losing the old ways. And I speak of this because there's a relative of mine that passed that was a Buffalo soldier, spoke native tongue, and none of the relatives know the native tongue he spoke. And it's, it's odd. And so it's like that culture's lost. And it's something I've been pondering a minute and been talking about with the elders where there has to be a new system, I think, developed where younger people actually help and take care of older people. But usually... Instead of just, you know, the mother being involved, just let the kids be taught by the elderly people and having uh, them spend time taking care of the elderly people. That way, the old ways don't get lost. And have them write down what they say in stories and try to keep their mind going with their past and memory, try to obtain all the knowledge they can before that old person passes on to the next dimension. In other cultures, this is a very... A meaningful thing and here in America we just throw them in nursing homes and forget about them and then when they die I cry about what we remember of them but then there's a lot of things that's lost things that will never be brought up again ever mysteries hell probably treasures lost and people just don't want to take the time to honor and respect the elderly 
And you see that with people who were once a teenager, still kind of teenager in their mind, but they're in their 40s, they are late 30s, 40s, you know, and they deal with younger people, and the younger people treat them with disrespect because they're thinking, oh, this old person, they don't know what the hell he's talking about. But there's great wisdom in all of us. We just have to find the thing that we're wise on and be able to teach it to the people. And this is not just any cultural thing. This is American cultural thing that's a problem. And it has to be fixed. I believe also that the culture is in America's you know, shifted because of the fact that it doesn't have that connection it once had before. You gotta think that people thought with a similar mind when they believed in God, when they believed in, you know, the patriotic stuff for the country, when they believed in having good, safe house homes and neighborhoods, households and neighborhoods. <laughs> I think my, link, my language is getting messed up, I don't know why. But, and this makes sense to honestly sit back and try to build a safe environment that can benefit you, your family, and anyone around you. So the culture has jaded and shifted. It got twisted about. And most people all believed in God at one time. So it didn't become as chaotic as now. Now there's so many different people because they took God out of schools, took it out of the, the whole concept of, um, how can I put it? They, no, they took it out of prayers. I mean, you don't, they don't really do the hand on the heart type of thing at national anthems anymore. You know, there's just certain things. And it's like, without God, we all cease to exist. But because of atheists, those people who turn against church because they either had someone in their life that was a Bible thumper who yelled at them constantly and punished them without really judging the situation in a more logical sense and automatically assume that everything they was doing was wrong. And it just becomes something where they despise something. It's like if you get someone constantly accusing you of something, you're gonna get tired of that. So if someone's using God as a way to accuse somebody of something constantly, you're gonna get tired of that too. So it makes sense. But the problem about it is, and this is the truth I believe, is that a lot of people, history, and I just don't wanna say one culture's history, all people's history has been stolen from us. And we've been told a lie. These people who are racist for no reason, they're just automatically racist because you're black or you're native or you're Mexican or you're Asian. These people are mad based off of a lie they were told. If we're all human and we all came from a similar mother, meaning Eve, or whatever culture believes Eve to be, and we all have that rooted nature why is there so much hatred towards people of a different skin color to make it even more complex? Why is it such a hatred coming from people who believe in a book where every culture in the book are mostly brown, 
and mostly from a region where there's brown black people. Why do these people hate other people and believe in God, but hate the other people that are brown and black? It makes no sense. And then most of the people that believe this and are racist are Caucasian. So the problem is, where does the blame begin? Did it begin because people were already racist and decided that they were going to take these people's culture and say, hey, none of these people of color matter in real life. They only matter in this book. Or is it the other way around? That they matter in this real life, so we have to stop them so they don't try to practice things in this book and become people that can perform miracles. Yeah, it might be too deep. It might be a little complex. But I believe there's got to be some kind of ground in there that makes sense. Ultimately, you know, certain races stick to their own kind of don't interact a lot with other races. Asians are one. They do interact in, in certain ways when it comes to martial arts world, when it comes to music and things, they do interact in certain ways. But ultimately, it's a culture that's very proud of itself and doesn't interact a lot with other cultures. And I believe the reason why is because they have a long history of knowing their past and what their people fought for and what their people stood for and hold it very brightly in their hearts, even, even if it is a place where there was some, you know, dictator or some ruler that was chaotic that caused a war that might have even influenced the whole world, like in Vietnam or something, or Korean War, but yet they still hold the truth to loving who they are as a people and valuing the ways that were taught to them that are passed down, which is, like I said, something that's hard to do and here in the United States. They don't pass it down good enough. And maybe India has the same thing because, you know, you know, they tried to take India long ago. Gandhi was there to defend it. They had a nonviolent protest that made the British back off and they kept their culture. They kept things the way they are and they still practice their culture to this day. Being able to pass all the wisdom of their gods and whatnot on to their people and so on and so forth. And it happens like that when you have very strong roots in your history and know the truth and it can't be switched or jaded and people actually pass it down person to person, you know. And I think this is a great thing and it needs to be done, like I said. So I'm not going to, you know, bring that back up. My main thing is this, because I'm going to go to humanity because it's the best thing I can talk about and preserving humanity is the main purpose of what we have to do right now as people. They have too many things that has been put forth by other people that is destroying the very concept of humanity, making us go into extinction. You might say, oh, Shelby, you're crazy. There's billions of us across the globe. But yes, how many of us died during COVID? How many of us died at war? How many you think die every day? About 40,000, like they say in that Blue Oyster Cult song. You know, I mean, like, honestly, there's death 
always surrounding us, knocking at us door at random times. At any given moment, you can disappear and be wiped out by something greater than you. And then besides that, you have the ultimate people already trying to extinguish life before it's even been born. You know, this whole reward versus Wade and abortion thing. Who says is it right or wrong? Should they give kids a chance and just put them in a place where they could actually be grow up and become something? I mean, someone gave you a chance to be born. Why not give the next person a chance to be born? An even greater concept of making an extinction in the end of humanity is the whole not liking your own sex. Like, you can't fall in love with a woman man can't fall in love with a woman that's supposed to be impossible now like you can't talk to a woman you can't engage why is this your natural instinct is to say hey you look good and this and that and then you have some woman getting offended because you're using your natural instinct to sell a woman that they look good or vice versa a woman can't approach a man without acting rational without trying to get something out of them. I mean, I don't know. There's these ways to keep people close. I mean, me personally, I'd rather have a good conversation, but I don't want to have one where a woman just walks up and tells me, you got to value me because I got a pussy or vagina, whatever the hell, or tells me that she brings nothing, uh, pussy to the table, whatever the hell, however that's said. It's the most stupidest thing. I have heard it. And I usually just walk away because it's stupid. You know, and it's just dumb. I need something that will be there for the rest of my life type of thing. And I'm not just saying, like, as if marriage. I'm just saying something that's willing to take care of me if I'm sick. I need you to help me out while I'm sick because I'm going to do that for you. If I'm crippled, I need you to help me move. You know, if your back is broken, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to carry you where you need to go. If you're sad, I'm going to make you laugh, you know. If you're hurt by somebody, I'm going to hurt that person for you. <laughs> Maybe that's too aggressive, but that's, that's just true. You need that connection. You need that person, that protector. You need that lover. You need that sympathizer on your side, that person that's able to be loyal to you as you are to them and bring that glory back to them. Ultimately, the extinction of the human race bases upon the connection of men and women. And that connection, that bond, has been known to be an insult to people nowadays. Something that people take for granted, looked at lightly, and that's marriage. Marriage has been used as a way to say, oh, that's a way to control me. That's a bond. Why do we need to be married? This and that. What's the point of this and that? Well, the point is this. Everybody overlooks the fact that you have to go to church to be married. Yeah, you can go to court system and get married, get your little certificates, whatever. But marriage is supposed to be an honor from God. Man being the head of the household, being able to take his blessings from God to marry his bride, his beautiful bride and show to God that go him and his woman go before God 
and attain the blessings together to be able to become one, not together just by love and sex, but by God, and be able to come o overcome all obstacles together. Like it says, until death do us part, with sickness and health, as long as you both can live, but with God, but by your side, always building that connection and strength and that unity. How can we have this if people, once again, don't believe in God? So marriage is meaningless now. And, that's, and it became even more meaningless when it got accepted in other weird platforms. People marrying technology. Some guy married a, a AI digital cartoon woman. <laughs> people marrying animals. You know, and gays marrying it, so that they don't, it's like the concept is lost, of what the true meaning of it is. And that's the truth. You're bonding yourself together under the eyes of God with His blessings. So you can live and procreate and make more children. And there's a beauty in that if you think about it. The ultimate creator of mankind, who created the first man and woman. Blessing your unity with someone you love. It's beautiful. You just gotta think of how beautiful the concept is. Or maybe my mind is different and, you know, I could be a delusional, crazy psychopath, but maybe, just maybe, I'm sincere enough to make sense. The ultimate goal of humanity is to struggle on, to survive, to beat the it factor in his ass and be able to succeed at all costs. And you should be able to live your life respecting all of humanity, being able to guide humanity with your little bit of wisdom, being able to work with those who can't work with themselves sometimes, putting up with people who, for some reason, is born with some mental illness. <laughs> you know, and I don't like to use that a lot nowadays because I believe they put so much mental illnesses out there. I'm so tired of people going, I'm HDDD or whatever the hell. Uh, I'm bipolar, I'm this and that. Are you or is that the concept that you've been brainwashed to think? Have you really, really sat back and took the time to understand yourself, how you feel without someone trying to dictate your mental thoughts or your emotions? Because they're going after, they're going behind a strip that they read, the way they were taught patterns that lead to something ultimately what was your mother like they always say stuff like that why because their mother women go crazy and i believe without the man in the house and this is something i believe is the biggest problem with uh the government taking kids from women or fathers and separating them is that women will automatically damn near kill the kids they will corrupt their minds without a man to take a boy and teach him how to be a man, the, the boy becomes messed up. And without a girl having a, a father figure to look up to, a male figure to look up to, she never knows what it is to find a good man. She will always find the guy that's going to ruin her life or beat her or whatever the hell. And I believe this is the biggest problem right now, is that there's no father figures because of the fact that not just the fact that the woman is the, the issue, but the government goes along with trying to help separate 
men from women and their kids. And child support's another issue too where women benefit, men don't. Even when the kid isn't the guy's biological kid, these women benefit and that's wrong. It's enough to make a guy not want to deal with the whole relationship thing altogether. And believe it or not, when guys say they done, they done. And that's the difference, I think, for most people. And some guys don't. They just keep going. And the reason why is because they're obsessed with something and they're not true to themselves. And that's the honest of God problem. Humanity shouldn't be a thing where we just toss people aside. And that's the thing, that's the problem right now, is you toss too many people aside. And you know, I just basically talked about tossing people aside when it comes to relationships and marriage and whatnot. But it's the same thing when it comes to this homeless situation. You know, wayward people, you throw them out to the side, you don't care about them, they're trash. You walk by them every day like it's nothing. Is this the way it's supposed to be? Is this your godly connection to Christ? You walk by a homeless person and ignore them? And Jesus walked up to people on the streets, fed them, healed them. You know, he fed 4,000 with fishes and stuff. And your thing is to say, I'll get that away from me. Don't touch me. Oh, what's going on? You know, at the same time, ignore them when they're screaming out loud. No, you got to acknowledge people, even when they're crazy. Even if they're yelling, you don't just sit quiet and just let them yell. Like, that's the way it is. You tell them to shut the hell up. <laughs> you know, I see you there. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Quit yelling. Why are you yelling? Uh, it is like, no one's doing that to you. Shut up. That's how you're supposed to talk to them. And, I, and I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm not saying it right. I'm just going off of something that happened to me. But it's just, seriously, you got to stand up for something or you fall for anything. And this cradling type of thing where you're acting like you're helping but you're really influencing them to do bad it's not a way to help a homeless situation it's not a way to end it and we're talking about a whole nation full of people that's homeless and, and the cool part about it is it's all the major cities or even small cities where the homeless situation is big but there are cities and towns that used to be really populated that are empty and the people were gone, and the buildings were being destroyed. And you're like, if you see these things, there's a guy on the internet. Actually, there's a couple, and they talk about, they, this one guy goes around to the cities and towns that were once popular and shows the, the like, house just empty. Now there's no people at all, like barely any people. Something that had like 50,000 people, only down to 2,000 people or a place that had like over 40,000 people only has about 5,000 left. And it makes you wonder why, what happened? Why is this town trashed? You know, they had this guy, he's, he, he does this video of Pine Bluff, which is well known if you know your American history. It's, it was a place where pioneers found it. Great ones, I think Daniel Boone maybe. Uh, also, it was a place where there was some persecution towards black people. It was a very bad story, but yet it's history. And the place is like trash, empty. There's barely any people. And the same thing with Gary, Indiana, home of Michael Jackson and my father's family. And uh, 
wow, it's like nothing there now. There's like nothing in some of these places. And so it makes you think, why not just make it to where these homeless people can work to rebuild these towns that are barely empty? You know, give them money to work to rebuild them and then house them in the places that they're rebuilding at a certain wage. That might be a lot more reasonable to live at. You know, let them rent there for $400 a month, maybe something like that. The problem is there's too much greed in our government to let something like that happen. And by outsourcing all products just to get more money globally, you're not keeping the money inside the country. You're not giving people jobs. It's like people hate McDonald's, working at McDonald's. So they give Mexicans and and people from South Florida those jobs because they're willing to work. They're not caring if it's McDonald's or not. It's the same thing with the telemarketing jobs. People don't like getting hung up on the phone and all this. So instead of trying to find American employees to do the telephone jobs, they take them to Dubai and other places in India and give these Indian people jobs, which is annoying, obviously, because we all hate the how they talk. Like, oh, did you do it? How you do it? Did you do it? No, it's not, you know, and I'm not trying to be racist or funny, but you need someone you can communicate on your level that speaks your language. And that's the problem with these outsourced jobs that you put in other countries. If you can't understand them, then how can you work with them? And that's the problem when it comes to American people trying to survive. <clears throat> Ultimately, there's always a hot woman in some country. <laughs> that's off topic, but that's just me thinking randomly. There's always hotties everywhere to breed with. Which brings another thing. If American women aren't really to get over this boss lady crazy stuff, to keep the population of humanity going, steady moving, instead of heading to extinction. And not just extinction, but extinction of the American culture, then maybe foreign women should be allowed in only to find their mates. And I know this old thing, they gotta be married to stay in the country. Well, should give them at least a two month pass to try to find a man that no American woman wants, and marry him. And they have to keep the relationship going for at least, what, five years. If they can do that, then make him, you know, be American or whatever, or take the guy to their country and live how they want, but get the person, you know, I mean, this is a way to keep humans going, to keep the bloodline going, keep humanity going. Because, like I said, there's an extinction going on, and y'all don't see it. And the saddest part about it is we already have a decrease of male population, not just in America, but the world. There's a place in Denmark. Denmark itself has a very low um, population of males, and they're trying to get guys to come over here just to breed with the women. And, I mean, Mexico has a lot of women. Ukraine certain parts of Asia. There's so many different women overpopulating the world where guys are going extinction. Why? Because they're either putting up with crap, putting themselves in these dangerous situations, trying to fight the world, and coming up dead. 
or by getting tangled up in some ridiculous legal matter or problem and getting locked behind bars. And so you women really don't have too much of an option. And going for the rich guy doesn't really matter because he can buy and sell your ass at any time. <laughs> you know, find a guy you can work with that you believe in. It's kind of like the stock market. You find a company that you want to invest in. They might be starting off small, but you believe in that company. So you put a certain amount of money and effort into that company so you can see it grow. And once it grows, your stocks and your money grows with that business. And ultimately, you become happy because everything you put into that business comes back to you ten times fold, if that makes sense. And hmm, it's kind of funny I put it in business sense, but knowing me, that's where it's going to go. <laughs> so if that makes sense to you, that's what it is. Invest in a man that you feel valued in and the same thing with a woman or a man invest in a woman that you can believe in a woman that doubts herself that isn't trying to be about that life and all that other crazy nonsense that they talk about and take your time and be your friend be your ally be your shoulder to cry on you know and maybe something will grow into something beautiful and that's just the only way to keep humanity going and spinning. This world's going to keep spinning and keep spinning until the end. You know, the world's end or the end of the world. Take your pick. You know, it depends on what you think the concept is, if it has two different meanings or if it's one and the same. Either way, we got to fight the good fight, not just for cultures. Your culture is a small bit of humanity. The ultimate goal is to preserve all of humanity, to bring every culture together, to become one people once again. And if you believe in the Bible story of the Tower of Babel, we all were together at one time, and we all were one people, and we built this great tower to try to reach God. And then God looked down and saw how arrogant people were saw how selfish they was and he changed all their language, languages confused them you know just imagine you're sitting there and you're putting a brick on something and you're trying to build this wall and some guy walks up to you go it go else you know why you're like man give me a give me a hammer what are you talking about <laughs> another guy comes up and he's like he's like hey dog what's happening and you're like what are you talking about <laughs> another guy comes up and he's like he's like i mean i leave you're like what the hell Man, I'm talking to you. <laughs> so they start fighting. And then God just puts them up and puts them all over the world because, you know, to stop the confusion. But when he puts them all over the world, he doesn't take away their memories. So majority of them remember going on this ark. Or remember the story of the ark. Because that's where their relatives came from. Noah's ark. They all got a different story on how someone sailed in a boat to their island. They all have a different story on how their God was there, you know, who was involved, how creation began. But it all sounds similar to the next one. That's why if you actually get into studying other religions like I did, you realize that it's all the same story. It's just told in different ways. And I believe the beauty of that is 
I think the mystery that's put there by God is for us to to realize that we all come from the same source, the same rooted source, but to make people all come together and realize that, come together and say, hey, our religion says this, so does ours, so does ours. Okay, well, maybe we should talk together. Maybe we should hang out together. And then bring that culture together and then join other cultures on the same cause, finding that same root source and being able to become one group of people strong in humanity, strong in protecting the earth and each other. That's the only way to make it into a future as good as freaking Star Trek. You would say, why Star Trek? Could it be Star Wars? But Star Wars is a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, so it has to predate Earth itself and where we are right now, if you were to think that. And I'm sorry I just went nerdy on you, but that's the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> and I don't know. But anyway. People, your humanity and your culture are one and the same. Because we're all from this earth. We didn't come from outer space. Even though we float around on this giant ball in the middle of space. We're all born of this toilet earth and I say toilet because that's what we're making in a giant toilet a waste pool of crap but we're all born here we're all human so we have to ultimately come even if you are a racist big deal overcome the crap you were born and taught and be able to find a way to make common ground with somebody if not anybody and be able to make that connection but more importantly, understand your humanity is taught to you, not in anything else greater than the Bible. Because the Bible isn't just about God or about Jesus. It's about humanity. There's a lot of history in there. You can talk about Egypt. Well, Egypt's, most of the stories of Egypt, word for word, where pharaohs and things actually talk, is in the Bible. And you won't find it nowhere else. You'll hear about King Tut, uh, Robin and all this stuff, you know, but you actually want to hear word for word what was said in Egypt, what was done in Egypt. It's in the Bible. It's the same thing with Rome, Babylon, Persia. It all starts in the Bible. There's lots of history there. And so it's worth something to read to understand your humanity, to give yourself understanding of your life span. Because one thing I do know, the Bible is your basic instructions before leaving Earth. So with that being said, it's worth trying to study. Just not just because of that, but to understand humanity and where it came from and understand where it's going and try to bring peace to humanity by bringing your own individual goodness to find a way to unite to help and to guide humanity, st humanity steadily forward because we are not just people we should be people of hope and with that being said peace be with you all and blessings upon you always till next time